In this podcast, we review pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Baden. I'm Dave. And this week it's UK versus US. We're doing The Office. So, sit back and relax and don't blame the pilot. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Enjoy B Stars. Did you finish it? <laughs> We're going back to it. I did actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just knew you would. I just knew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It was. It, once again, it was like a fever dream. And yeah, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel weird that I've watched it all. Yeah, me too. I feel like I've been watching this satanic cult of mm. sorts. Yeah, I watched it all the way through again after we watched again? it. Again. Well, yeah, because I'd, I'd like I'd already seen it all before, and then I just thought. I'd got through like five episodes of you and I just thought oh, I'll just watch the rest. Oh, God. When's the second season's already out, isn't it? In Japan. In Japan. It's, uh, I mean, I, I'm, sh- yeah, you can, you know, you can get it with a VPN or whatever. But um, the dubbed version is not out yet. I think it's coming out in June. Ooh. I think. Just, just in time for my birthday, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. But, um,. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's so it's such a like it's such a strange show that it's like a conversation killer almost. You know, like I know. It's like, well, what are you watching this week? Oh, some some furry anime, and they're like, ah, oh, right. Oh okay. no. Consider considering like you know that I like, I'm like a host on a podcast that is supposed to be about reviewing like TV shows seriously. All I've watched all week is B Stars and Gavin and Stacey. So <laughs> that's actually terrible, isn't it? When you think about it. <laughs> But yeah, our taste gets worse by the week. Yeah. So yeah, th- this week we're obviously doing a bit of a, a bit of a different one. We usually do a new segments if if you're new to listening to this. And this week we thought we'd do US versus the UK. Now, I- I've always had this on my mind for quite a while when it comes towards you know comparing shows. There's there's always an American version of a US show. It's it's always in that direction. But is there a show the other way around? Is there a US show that's been made into a UK version? Mm. The only ones I can think of are like game shows and stuff. Not really. Mm. Um, Price is Right and that, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of Total Wipeout. But someone <laughs> did make a good. Someone made a really good point and he said like, oh, well, if you made Breaking Bad in the UK, it would, it would just be Walter White, you know, just going like, okay, well, he's a treatment at no cost and he'd be like oh well I don't have to become a drug lord to pay off my medical debts oh, and, and college is quite cheap consider you know considering the US oh okay yeah it would have oh, to I don't really pay for much wouldn't I it, it would have to be for a completely different reason wouldn't it like uh, yeah what's the Brit- what's what's a more British thing you'd have to set it like it'd, it'd have to be like a like one of the last coal mine workers in the country or something <laughs> you know but he's somehow a scientist as well and uh right. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I need to, I need to do something." And he would, he'd make speed. <laughs> not, not <laughs> yeah, meth. Yeah, meth, yeah, Like meth. Meth is too American, isn't it? Yeah, it's not that much of a thing here. Yeah, the 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 interesting thing about it is like there's so many US shows 
that are based off people not being able to pay their medical expenses. Mm-hmm. I remember that episode in Scrubs when it was a whole episode. And I watched this when I was younger. I think it's the episode where somebody can't afford and they have to turn him away. Right. Because he can't pay his bills. And I, and I just couldn't grasp this. And I was obviously too young to understand that America has a different healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, eh, what? Well, it's it's free, isn't it? What's oh, going yeah. on here? <laughs> yeah. And there's so many there's so many stories like that, and the fact that the whole of Breaking Bad should should have been a, a warning sign. Yeah, but, you know. But then again, David, we, we haven't talked about politics in weeks. We, we did go through a big phase of um, talking about it on this podcast. I know, and now and, I, and now when there's actually shitloads to talk about in politics, we've actually not said a, said a word. It's weird. I know. Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> What's there to say, David? Well, I. <laughs> I, I, I like I I said it when we did the thick of it episode. Like I mean, it's just gagging for another season now. Mm. I, like it is as for people who have watched the last few episodes, the thick of it. I mean, like what happened with Dominic Cummins is like almost identical. Well, to Matt Hancock. Happened. Um, which has obviously been doing the rounds, him running away from a journalist is just shot for shot, something you'd see in the thick of it, even the dialogue. Yeah. It's ridiculous how, it's just, it, it just is that. Yeah. It's not even, the thick of it doesn't have to exaggerate anything. That's just how it is. Yeah. And they don't even need, the, they could get a completely new cast, you know, because like, it's obviously, it's the Conservative Party now, whereas in the yeah. thick of it was the Labour Party. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, Malcolm Tucker will be a difficult character to replace, don't get me wrong, but um, could be done. Or just maybe he could just convert, you know, to the Tories. But Yeah, he's one of those who just does it for the, you know, for, for the crack. But you'd need, you'd need somebody to be Dominic Cummins and some, someone who's like, someone who's bald and like quite reserved, but then an absolute like raging arsehole behind the scenes, you know. Well, have you seen Brexit? Is it called Brexit Untold Story or something? I haven't I seen know. it. The one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, they made that way too soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if for people who don't know, it's it's Benedict Cumberbatch, is in it? Like you just said, and he's playing Dominic Cummings, who's obviously been all over the news, and it's it's essentially how he forwarded the Brexit campaign. He, he came up with the slogan "Take Back Control." Mm-hmm. And he was a very big inspiration for Make America Great Again. He's he's essentially the architect of the bullshit that's been happening in the past five years. It's it's all his fault. That and when Leicester won the Premiership, it all started from there. And yeah, it is. It's it's absolutely it's a fantastic. Um, what would you call it? It's a, it's a TV movie, isn't it? It's it's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much more more to it because I think that came, well, I, don't, I can't remember when it came out a few years back but there's so much that has happened since then I'm thinking god they're, they're really they're really jumped the shark on that one yeah well I mean it but then in a way no matter what you did you know like if um, and you know regardless of what you think of the Tory party and Boris but if he gets through this unscathed now then yeah. Well, then he... They've already done polls on it. Nobody yeah. cares. Well, he's the, he's the Terminator, isn't he? He's just... Yeah. Indestructible. He, he could literally kill a homeless person on TV and say, oh, well, he didn't earn enough. <laughs> and people would go like, oh, yeah. That's, that's right. That's Boris. Yeah. 
Get him off our streets. <laughs> yeah. I, I back Boris. Yeah. Boris gets the job done. That's a quote from somebody I used, I used to work with when the election was last year. And he was, bless him, you know, he was like, um, he was young and he was a really chavvy guy and all that, but he, lovely guy, right? And uh, I was just like, who, who are you going to vote for then? He went, he went, Boris, get the job done, innit? Get, get Brexit done? And I was like, oh, that's how he's winning. <laughs> well, well, did, you see that, did you see that woman in Hartlepool? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she said, she said that like, oh, like, He's working Boris. class at heart, is that what she's you said? working class at heart. I was just like, fuck me. How can you think like that? I do apologise if there's any, you know, if we have any conservative fans listening to this. Not really because you're all fucking vile. But, um, well, I, I even disagree with that because it's, you know, like, I mean, it's shit for us, isn't it? But like, <laughs> that is democracy. Absolutely. And, you know, you can't, but, you're like, people just, what, what happened all of a sudden where, like, you lose and there's riots? Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, you just, you voted. You know what I mean? We lost. That's, that, that's what the... Yeah. And even though I don't like it, that seems to be what the general public want. And, you know, you just have to go along with it, especially if you're left wing. That is the that is the deal. You know what I mean? You've got to, like, sort of respect one another's opinions. So they're shouting the, everybody the, down. The conservatives mm. are, are amazing at convincing the working class to vote against their own interest. Absolutely genius. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, 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 I kind of admire it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't tell anyone this, apart from, you know, podcasts who we have a lot of listeners mm. to, but I, I kind of admire it. I kind of admire the, the evil genius behind it. It's really bloody clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I was going to say fair play to them, but it's just, yeah, it's clever. It's the same with Trump, you know. You, you kind of got to admire just the audacity for him to just go like, yeah, fuck it, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah, fuck, I, I watched... guy, make I, great. I stayed up and watched his speech uh, early March, wasn't it? It was a Republican convention. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie, I laughed when he said Sleepy Joe. I just, uh, like, it's just a stupid fucking nickname, the isn't it? Is, but it he, works. Like. The thing is, he's done a clever thing of he's beyond parody. You, you can't make fun of him. I, I know you can, obviously, but... But it's not it's, as... It's, 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 it's one of the reasons South Park completely fell flat in that season. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you parody Trump, it's not as funny as actual Trump. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, because in South Park, they got Mr. Garrison to play Trump didn't they that was supposed to be the joke and I thought oh well it'll last for a season you know Hillary Clinton's gonna win and then it didn't and then he didn't and then it became this thing where they couldn't make fun of Trump at all and it was just Mr Garrison becoming president and it was really weird I know yeah they've 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 kind of they've they've, well they still are not they've killed the character he's stuck as because you know because back in the day you know for instance when Bush was in power it would um you know, he would say stupid shit, but for the most most of the time, you know, he he, he didn't act like an idiot. No, I don't. I don't you, you know that I mean? was like yeah, headline news when he said, "I think people uh, misunderestimate me." I remember that. Yeah, and he says stupid things, so that that works great for parody because you can exaggerate it to show how stupid he is or whatever for, for laughs. You know, but when you have somebody like Trump, who was constantly like that hmm. every day. You know, there's not a time when you go like, "Oh, that that was quite a nice speech he did." Oh, fair fair play to him. When he's always saying stupid shit, you can't make fun of us. And maybe that, that that's that's part of the genius behind it. I mean, uh, honestly, is he a you, genius? If, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, you know, to become president, though, you have to be, have something about you, don't you? Ronald Reagan was an actor, you know? I know. And all you have to do is give someone else 
Just like in Back to the Future. What, Ronald Reagan, the actor? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And um, uh, what am I saying? It's just that, you know, if somebody just writes some dialogue for Ronald Reagan to say he's going to obviously be able to deliver it relatively well. Really well. well. Yeah. And he does. He, he was great at speeches. Yeah. Well, there you go. Very good. There you go. And that's why maybe, who knows, maybe Dwayne Johnson will actually be president one day. I mean, I, I I think anything's possible in this day and age. Yeah. Who do you think our, you know, if we had a, I know it doesn't work that that way in, in Britain. I like I like how you, I like how you're bringing it back to the UK versus US thing. Yeah, it's quite interesting. But yeah, um, what, who, um, who, who, who would who would be the equivalent of Trump? Well, who who would be the who would be the person that would be able like who would be the face, like the, the celebrity I guess that would be able to be prime minister because if you if you take li- um, the literal one alan sugar but... alan sugar i was just gonna say he's he's the closest thing to trump simply because he did the apprentice and he's very rich yeah but even then god there's no one like trump no he but he he's the definition of sleazy american businessman now we have our own sleazy businessman but like there's, there's a certain brand that only america can get <laughs> it's on a smaller scale here yeah. Well, um, we are a smaller country as well, but yeah, I know what you mean. Well, yeah, I know. That was a stupid thing for me to fucking say. I mean, I meant literally because the island's yeah. smaller and there's only 60 million of us. But, um, yeah, I I guess uh, I can't think of anybody. Peter Andre is coming to my head for some reason. <laughs> I wouldn't pick him. Nobody would vote for him. I don't know why, you know, like, I just... Because I just... Some of the question in my own head there, and the answer I'm getting is Peter Andre. Anyway, um, should we crack on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. The, the, the thing is, we 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 kind of we've kind of made this into a a bit of a a bit of a rebranding of the show, so we're gonna get loads of new new listeners who are just gonna think, "What on earth is this?" I'm I'm here for a good old fashioned um, t- you know TV pilot talk. And this week they're doing the office, and all they're doing is blabbering about Trump. Yeah. What is this? Well, I don't know. Yeah, somebody in Mexico is going to be like, "Who the hell's Boris? <laughs> 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 He's our prime minister." Yeah. Um, um, obviously, don't worry. We're we're going to talk about it right now. Uh, yeah. Once again, David, you'll you'll fling some music in here, and then we'll crack on. Yeah. Cool. See you in a bit. Hello again. Hello. God, wow, what a what a great little break we just had. So the office, uh, obviously we're going to do the the UK one first, just for, but because it was first, because it was first. <laughs> um, j- j- but funny enough though, there's actually an office that came out before this office. Really? You know? Is that the thing that you were going to tell me before? It was yes. So there's the show called The Office, <laughs> obviously, uh, and it came out in 1995 at CBS, and it's generic. It's like Frasier. If you can imagine, it's that type of sitcom. It's in the office building, and it's just like, "Oh, Janice, did you did you file the papers wrong? What what's a file? You know, it's shit like that." And but it's uh, a bit in front of a live audience, kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's that type of crack. Right. And it, it only lasted a season. And um, but funny enough, that you know, you think you think that's the end of the story, right? Yeah. That office is actually based off a UK sitcom. And which one's that? It's called Upstairs Downstairs, which came out in 1971. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, which is pretty much the office, but more sitcommy. 
It, even though the officer can't be, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, traditional. Traditional yeah, it's, sitcom. Yeah, it's, it's more of a tra- traditional sitcom. Yeah. Because these officers are like, like a mockumentary. And, uh, yeah, and this tells the lives of people who work in an office between the years of 1903 and 1930. So anyways, 1903 and 19... Uh, surely... Oh, that's would, when it was set, David, not when the show came No, out. I know that, but, like, it wouldn't even be comparable to... No, so... 2000, the, when Office so, came out. So, the, this 1995 Office... Yeah. ...is more of a, a modern version of that. Right. If that makes sense. So, it is literally in an office, but, you know, it's not connected to anything Ricky Gervais. No. It just happened to come out in the 90s. And happened to have the same name, set in an office. Yes. And I just thought it was a bit interesting. Mm. Cool. So, so the Brit, so the Brit, so the British TV series, um, obviously was created by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchants, came on BBC Two on the 9th of July two thousand and one. The, the oh. clear Im- influence in this is a Spinal Tap, and I think it's written all over it. Yeah, um, funny it enough, wasn't... Well, 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 this, well, this was kind. This was, I believe, the the, the birth of the mockumentaries as we know it today. Obviously, but, you had Spinal Tap doing it. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. th- this was the one that made it popular. The mockumentary lot, TV so many, show, yeah. The mockumentary TV show, and the so pretty much most American sitcoms are filmed like this now. You know, yeah. um, so Ricky Gervais is very influential. I think they're filmed like that, even when they're not a mockumentary. Like the exactly. camera shifting yeah. in and out and stuff like really quick and, and very handheld and it's like it's just like that I guess just because people have gotten used to it rather than it trying to be a fake documentary you know, I anymore. I think so because the US office was the biggest thing since the wheel and <laughs> yeah it it was massive and it changed the game um obviously when we do a Parks and Rec episodes you know because Parks and Rec is is supposed to be like not a spin off but it's supposed to be just, oh, let's do a, another office. Yeah. Uh, where we were set uh, in a parks and rec department, uh, the local government, you know, it was like that. So there's so many shows that have came from the US office. The US office is like massive to the point where people don't realise there's actually a British version. And the original version, they think it's just that and that's the archetype of this mockumentary style. It, it's that big. Mm-hmm. Um, do you really not think a lot of people are aware? Because Ricky Gervais is quite famous in mm. well he's very famous isn't he in the US so I th- I, th- I think people are aware that there is a UK office but they don't go out and watch it kind but of thing they think oh it's just a you know, little slow British thing that the US mi- took and made better mm. and milked the shit out of it um, yeah that's a big difference as well with our sitcoms usually it's 12 yeah. episodes long over two seasons and it's done two seasons Christmas special you're done Christmas special if it's a really good show and then that's it (laughs) it's gone (laughs) forever so yeah I I, I guess we'll um, I guess we'll just I guess we'll just crack on Uh, first of all we we will be we'll be massively comparing the two so I'm going to stay we're going to try and stay away from comparing both of them and we'll just we'll just you know we'll, we'll have our own section after we've done the US review where we compare the two so I I think I think we'll try and stay away from that so uh, the the intro is fantastic. Is that the um, is that the Rod Stewart version? It's not the or Rod the Stewart version. It's neither. It's just a. It's another artist. Is it? Yeah. Nice. I wasn't um, sure it, 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 you're right. It didn't sound like either of them. But yeah. I know it's um, handbags and guard rags, isn't it? Yeah, but it's um, it's a more it's. I don't know if it's by design, but it's like a very bland version of that song and. 
probably done by design. The thing. setting, you know, uh, sort of the like that that opening scene is establishing shots, isn't it? Really, it's like showing you the yeah. the outside of the office. It's like mid seventies British architecture, which is the horrendous. Worst. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is the God. worst. I I have such I, I could do a whole flipping podcast on seventies architecture. I fucking hate it. Well, yeah, we're, we're, um, with with us being from um, Sunderland, we, like they, they took down <laughs> all the beautiful architecture in the seventies and put up that seventies architecture. So like, it, it was almost like it was almost like they were preparing for nineteen eighty four, weren't they? Yeah. They yeah. just knew it was going to happen. Ah, screw it. We'll just fall into it. You know, a boring dystopia yeah. like, like this. Uh... And um, the show <coughs> is set in Slough. So Ricky Gervais has picked the most blandest company. So a paper company in the blandest town. He's done this all by design. And what's interesting about the music is it's quite ho- it's quite a hopeful song. Like there's a certain type of magic in such a, a bland, boring world. And I think the fact that he's made such a, a a beautiful song and made it more boring, for lack of a better term, is, mm. is you know it's kind of pointing in that direction, which I think is really cool. So I like I like the intro. Um, I do, but it 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 actually. Um, I mean, you've worked in an office before, right? Those yes. Ones? Yeah, and everything does look a bit grey when you work in an office in this country, even when the sun's out. Everything's just a bit cloudier. You're not necessarily depressed. It's well, just like when I think back to when I worked in an office, that was what the weather was like the whole time. Well, not not the burst your bubble, but I, I worked in uh, an office in London and it was the most beautiful office I've ever been. Yeah, to. but come, I worked beautiful. I worked for a debt collecting company. You worked you were like editing QI, weren't you? <laughs> I wasn't editing it, but yeah, I was I was in you I was were, in a post production house. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And it was, it, the building was gorgeous. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Well, I I took incoming calls for a debt collecting yeah. company. Yeah. Yours your, yours is more yours is more closer to this. Yeah. Than, mine was than fucking my horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. Um. And yeah. The you, way, you, you, you you had people like who would you know threaten to commit suicide on the phone. Like yours was that bad, wasn't it? Yeah. I was nine. I was nineteen. Um. Just 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 a quick thing. I was um. I was on the dole, and they were like um. They, were, they would only let me on it for a couple of months because they were like, you're like ridiculously employable and you need a job now. And I was like, right, okay, I guess. Um, and they went, oh, we're going to get you this job here. And I was like, it's a debt collecting company. I was like, oh, I really don't want to do that. And they were like, if you don't do it, we're not going to give you your dole. So I worked for them for two months uh, for £55 a week, full-time, nine to five. And um, yeah, wait, yeah. What? Yeah, for what? real. Wait, wait. Wait, how many hours did you do? Uh, 40. That's horrifically illegal, David. Mm, yeah. Public sector. Yeah. 55 quid a week? Well, yeah, I got, you, you get, I got 110 pounds a fortnight uh, for being on the dole, and they put me down as, like, work experience at this debt collecting place. Oh, that's minging, that. Yeah, and they were like, they were like if you don't go, you're not going to get your dole money. So I did it, and I, like, and I hated it. And then I got offered the job at the end of it, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to nightmare? So I did that for a while. And one day, I, I just I just walked out at lunch, and I um, I got changed, and I walked to the Lake District the next day. Just wouldn't have had enough. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Just off into the sunset. I was like, nah, no more. Um, so I, um, I'll come back to that a bit when we get to the US office, but... Um, it's scarily like real 
inside that building. And Which when I think, you meet, I think it's done by design, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. because um, David Brent, Ricky Gervais's character, he's like the manager of, well, yeah, of the office. And um, I have had one boss like him. I like I actually have. Funny enough, I've since this came out, the, the common thing is that like everyone has had a boss like that before. I never had, but I can imagine that being really relatable. Yeah, I want. Um, it was a lady, and she was um, kind of blessed, like always trying to look, like always trying to make people laugh and be like, "Well, we really care about you and all that." But then would like fucking tear your head off at the, like the slightest thing, you know, and sort of. Mm. Um, and then be like really pally with you after and stuff. And you're like, oh my God, I just don't know where I stand. This is just like... Well, yeah, well, my, well, my boss, when I worked in an office in London, was a literal sociopath. I, I don't mean a sociopath as in like, oh, she's, you know, she, she, she's mean and whatever. No, no, she was literally one. Um, Yeah, and, and, and traumatised me. Jokes mm-hmm. aside, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I would have loved to have a boss like David Brent. Well, and, and, and what's quite what's quite lovely about him is he, he is just trying. To, he just wants people to like him and respect him, and he but he, he tries way too hard to do that, which I guess is the joke of the character. Well, I I'm gonna have to bring up the U.S. office now, just briefly, mm-hmm. because where I think I think David Brent is a little bit more. Maybe it's Ricky's performance, but I think he's a little bit more. Oh, maybe the right way to see it would be he's less endearing than Michael Scott. I think that's the the main difference between American and British sitcoms in general. Because Stephen Fry made a whole very good point. Usually the um, usually the protagonist in an American sitcom is a bit of a goofball idiot. You know, c- can be mean to people. But, you know, people still like him. You know, like Peter Griffin, for instance. Yep. He's an absolute idiot, but people... People love him, don't they? Yeah. You know, the, the, the thing like, you know, I, I, maybe I do want to be like him. I want to be his free spirit. Same with Homer Simpson mm-hmm. or Frasier or Seinfeld. You know, you, you kind of, even if even if they're completely flawed, you, you kind of want to be them in a weird way. Mm-hmm. British sitcoms are quite the opposite. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's always very self-deprecating and they're quite, you don't want to be like them and you kind of cringe at the thought. Think like Blackadder, you know. Yeah, a lot, um, a lot of British sitcoms are like um, desperately trying to escape the situation that they're in and yeah. uh, and failing all the time. And that would be Martin Freeman's character, whose name I can't recall. What's his name in it? I don't know. You know me. You never know. You <laughs> yeah, never I never know anyone's know. name. God, I should have opened up IMDb. But um, yeah, uh, I suppose if you see it through anybody's eyes, you're supposed to see it through Martin Freeman's. He's the uh, everyman, isn't he? He's the one when they're uh, they're talking about this is this is missing from the US one as well when um they're talking about uh layoffs and stuff like that letting people go you know like sacking them downsizing mm-hmm. that's what it is and um he's talking with the receptionist and they're like he's like downsizing and they're like oh what would you do and he's like I don't give a shit I don't give a shit you know and that that is that is a very British way thinking instead of being like oh god what would you do it's just like i don't give a fuck if this place closes gives me time off and stuff you know yeah you just because it really it like i've maybe i've been unlucky but i've had my fair share of bad jobs and like i've been places where 
they look like they're on the way out and I've I've just jumped ship before it even gets there. I just go, I'm not, I'm not even bothered. <laughs> you know? Just Yeah. Just absolutely. Leave. So uh yes, yeah, sorry. So to trying to think. Yes, yeah, so, so for me I I I'd I'd quite like him as a boss, you know what I mean? I I don't think he's he's not nasty at all. He just wants to be wants to be one of the gang. He wants to you know, who wants people to think he's a cool boss? That's the type of thing. And, and well, I, I hate comparing to the US one straight away, but the receptionist is really funny in this, simply because we, we'll we'll talk about the comparisons later. But She's, simply because she is, I, I there's one shot and she looks so like fucked off by him. And David Brent, this I think there's a few scenes where he just appears out of nowhere. He makes a joke about a name being. Uh, I know what you're talking about because she's called Dawn. And he says, everyone's been up the crack of dawn. Right. <laughs> and she goes, what? And he's like, yeah. And it's like, I mean, he's the king of awkward comedy, isn't he, Ricky Gervais? Absolutely. Um, oh my God. Um, cringe in this. Yeah. But that that's, see, that's the kind of stuff where I think, well, David Brent is actually a prick. You know, yeah, he's not he's not that super. He does want to be liked by people, but he's really insecure as well. So if anybody makes oh, a joke back at them, he just snaps right back. You know, he can't yeah. he can't take it. So he gives it, but he can't take it. Not a personal and, insult. And, and there was she called Dawn and she and Dawn's is just he, there's so many shots where she's just cannot be fucking arse with his shirt, and she looks so fucking fucked off at him all the time and you could just see in her face in 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 the i'm sorry i have to compare but in the american one whenever there's a character that feels uncomfortable it's a bit more obvious but there's just something very british about everyone you know just going oh you're right yeah yeah i'm good you know it's so underneath it's so subtextual it's underneath the surface level we, we don't express ourselves very well as british people well so when she's there and she could just see you know she's saying one thing but in her face she's like can you please just fuck off but it, it, americans would just go like you know you know fuck off jerk bag you know whatever well but no she's in, just like, oh. in america they do it they do it um an extreme close-up on the face like dead on and just like that like kind of wide-eyed look of like <laughs> that deadpan face of just like oh they do it they yeah do, they do it all the time Parks and like, Rec's oh, guilty for that as well. Yeah, when we look at the camera, go, oh shucks, my boss is an idiot. But, but in this, they don't. None of that. Funny enough, I think David Brent is the only. I might be wrong here. I think maybe Martin Freeman character does as well. But I feel like David Brent's the only character that looks at the camera. And interestingly, oh Martin Freeman definitely does. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. God, God, you're right. Of course he does. But in this episode, at least, David Brent always looks at the camera, and he's like, he's like, he's performing. Yeah. And what would be very interesting is to see a show where there's no cameras. It was imagine if it was done like a normal sitcom, and just see how, see if he acts any differently. Because I think there's something there's something there, and I th- I think that might be the reason why he went for the mockumentary style. Because it's all about hey, you know, I've got this camera crew in in my office, and I'm I'm going to be the the big cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It absolutely works. Because he's like you find out later that he's like it's like really dangerously close to his real life, isn't it? That he was like a failed musician and. Uh, he gets his guitar out and stuff. Well, he worked in an office. His, like, funny enough, that that's where he, apparently his boss was like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe I, I, I believe that totally. I've like I said, I've had a boss like that, so totally get that. Um, and uh, I'd like to think. I, I guess everybody does, don't they? Everybody likes to think that they are um, Martin Freeman's character, which is Tim, by the way. He's called Tim. 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 And um, and another thing. 
that and another thing that has happened to me in that debt collecting job is I worked next to a Gareth. I worked right next to one, and he was a right. fucking dick. I hated him. I now, hated him. And this is I've the thing. Loads, I've met loads of people like him. Well, here's the thing. If you've never worked next to someone who is a Gareth, it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because he's, he's real as well. Even though there's like... um. The jelly thing is a bit ridiculous, but I guess that's the joke of it, you know, because the rest of it's so grounded. And he's like, oh, he's put my fucking stapler in jelly again, yeah. um, which would feel more in place with the American one, to be honest, than the British one. I mean, they put it in there anyway. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just more. It's just other than that, like, you know, he's he's one of them. He thinks he's he thinks he's big bollocks. He's like he's brown nose. He's um. He said he's like always got these stories of like doing jujitsu and shit. And he's like, he used to be in the TA. The TA bit, the the TA line did did crack us up. Like, yeah, it is funny. (laughs) It that that is funny. And I am in like in comparison to Dwight, I just think Gareth, he's just not self aware in the slightest. Yeah, um, totally. And you know, there's always the what is it, assistant manager, assistant to assistant regional manager is what he always calls himself. Right. When he's the assistant to the regional manager, which is, but people are like that, don't they? They go, "I'm your boss" when they're a team leader, you know. Well, I've I've understood this recently. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to tell people what I do, but there's um, there's there's so many there's so many people. Once they get a, even a slither of power, even if it's just a slither, like the, the the tiniest little morsel of power, they just turn into an absolute twat. Oh yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> It's just funny how just people go on like that. Even if the job is just, you know, there's not as much responsibility or anything, and it's kind of like, all right, cool, you got a little promotion. Yeah, nice one. They just act like an absolute twat. You know what, though? It It's because it comes down the chain of command. I learned this, re- uh, not recently, but I learned this. Uh, I, I was a team, I, I was made a team leader maybe like five years ago in a job. I didn't want it, but the turnover was so quick that, like, I just got it. And, uh, get put in charge of people and I had an earpiece on I was a bartender and mm. you're like constantly just getting effed and blared at in your oh I was in my ear by the managers in an office eating a pizza fuckers really? yeah yeah so then eventually you just go will you fucking stop doing that and then you're like and then you go oh my god what am I doing what am I doing I I, I quit after that actually I was only a team leader for two weeks I went nah <laughs> nah the reason I, was a big turn turnaround. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I cannot get away with talking to people like that. Like, I, I felt dreadful, so I was like, I'm out, I leave, leaving. <laughs> but that's what happens, because yeah, you're just getting. It's just the way. It, it's just hierarchy, isn't it? Same in like with chimps and shit. Same in politics. Exactly. Um, God, what else is there? Yes. Yeah, so, so Tim is the everyman. He's probably funny enough compared to the US one. He's you know, there's quite a lot of normal people in this. Like the, you have the the guy who is his first day, and David Brent is trying to impress him and go like, "Hey, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty chill office, man." Yeah, the yeah. um, he's the temp. He's from a temp yes. agency. Yeah, yes. And uh, yes, so, so he's going around, and then he has a meeting with one of the higher ups. Mm-hmm. And 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 that woman reminds me of my old boss. But way nicer, by the way. And, um, yeah, and David Brent kind of cowers down to her because she wants to make people redundant. I don't yeah. know if he, he's, like... 
See, I'd almost disagree with that because I don't think mm. he is brown nose and I like he's sort of no, and he's, he's not he's not scared and I, I wouldn't say scared of her but he's like he's easily swayed by her. I don't know mm. if he's particularly frightened because he does kind of like have a bit of you know being like oh redundancies redundancies and all that like um, he tries to stand his ground a little bit but he's just willing to go along with it. Yeah. Um, Michael Scott is more frightened of mm. his boss than David Brent is of her. Yeah. Do you not think? Yeah, I think so. But yeah. No, no, no. I think you're probably right. So yeah. Uh anyways, so he's making um he might have to make people redundant. And God, what what happens after that? God, I only watched it this morning. <laughs> well, well nothing, nothing really happens. It's sort of just an introduction to how the office goes. And the um, the camera work is like, um, not the camera work, but the cam- the, the actual camera is uh, like a really early digital camera, like early 2000s mm-hmm. digital camera. And it the, the more time goes by, the more effective that camera actually is because it looks so... Grey and miserable is like it's just yeah like but it's just poor footage and it adds to the misery of that office you know and I'm sure they actually could have got a better camera at the time but I think they purposely picked I think that they, I think they did it purposely yeah yeah absolutely. yeah um, everything everything about this is designed to make it as bland as possible mm-hmm. yeah yeah because um, I mean if even if you think back to 2000 like PCs were sort of like. You can't even really... They're either like grey cream or sort yeah. of white. And they're, but they're all three at once. When you look at them, you just don't know. And same with like, you know, fucking asbestos ceilings and all that shit. And just and you, you can understand why Apple has gotten so big. Because they've tried their hardest to get away from that type of PC look, haven't they? I don't mean political credit. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Um, you, you know, the old like um, blocky... It's like... It's like a cream colour, isn't it? It's awful. Beige. Beige, yeah. Which might be where the expression comes from. Who knows? Um, j- just on the side note, you know that little thing that he points to? Is that monkey? No, that's not monkey. It's um, it's another puppet from uh, CBBC show from like the 80s. Monkey's... Um, no, no, but he's the thing, though. Wasn't there a different monkey before that monkey? No, you're thinking of a different episode later on. Is it does the monkey show up? Yeah, yeah, because he goes. Right. He points to the lady. He does the exact same thing, but then is, he is, says, "Is, is that monkey. a running joke? It's like a different thing in the office every week or something." Nah, I think it only happens oh. like three times. Well, it's only like two episodes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Season, but yeah, <laughs> three three times over twelve episodes. So I, I I love the I love the singing fish bit. I did fucking sim- laugh at that simply because it didn't work and. Ricky Gervais is very good at this. There's a bit in extras, which I think I watched it with you, and you you just burst out laughing. And um, you, you know, it, it's the it's the bit where like, just for a bit of context, he, he has this guy who he used to go to school with, and uh-huh. he's like he's taller, he's better looking, more confident, and he's getting better act, better uh, better acting roles as well, or something like that. Yeah. And um, anyway, he says, "Oh yeah, check this out." And he goes and chats up a girl, and he does this whole thing like you know, he grabs a water bottle and he's like throwing it around, opening it, acting really cool. So Ricky Gervais's character thinks, "I'm gonna do that," 
you know, watch this guy's I, I can I can be just like him. Anyway, so he's like got, got the water bottle, hey, how you doing? You know, like and he's like throwing it around. And when he opens it, it just sprays everywhere because it was sparkling <laughs> water and that, that completely like knocked you off your feet. And I think it's the same with this, because when you see that when you see that fucking fish on the wall, you're ex- you're expecting it to just pop out and sing, aren't you? You think that's gonna be the that's gonna be the joke. Yeah, it's just one of and, those ones that sings like rock the boat or something and Yeah, um, yeah, and and you th- and you think that's gonna be the you think that's gonna be the joke and that like everyone's going to be dead awkward about it. like oh right how annoying but it just doesn't work and i, I don't know it just, it just it just floored me for whatever reason yeah it did like, oh, i, didn't, I didn't, didn't do anything that bit <laughs> that bit made me laugh more than any part of the episode because it's simply just because yeah. i'd simply just because i'd forgotten it you know I, yeah, it, it was such a big thing at one point there's a great youtube video and somebody's i think somebody has, who's it like by? A massive, do you know i don't know god i don't know and he's got like a massive wall of those singing fishes but he's mm-hmm. he's um he's tweaked it so they all harmonize with each other with the same song. Okay, it's incredible. Anyway, anyway, I just I just thought it was really good, and I, I just I love the singing fishes. I always wanted one as a kid. I had but I, I had one. Did you? Yeah, it sang about the boat. That's how I knew. Yeah, oh, right. I had one. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they all had different songs, didn't they? Probably. I'm sure I, met, I, I bet many they were like the fidget spinners back in the day, weren't they? Like every brand made a version of one. <laughs> the fidget spinners back in the day, kids yeah. weren't taking them in the schoolyard and fucking check out me fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. The relief stress, <laughs> carrying around a big rubber fish <laughs> on a plaque. Check out my mind's got Backstreet Boys on. Yeah. Fancy a swap, swapsies. I'll swap you two for your one. I've, I've, I've got I've got a mackerel. Yeah. Caviar salmon. Really rare. Blue marlin. It's really rare. Blue marlin, this one. Look at the size of it. Got a fish this big. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do hand gestures on podcasts. So, um... <laughs> well, um... Yeah, the fish bit is the best bit of the episode. But it's the funniest bit anyway. I don't know if it's the best bit. The best bit is like, um... You know what? I've been meaning to ask you this because it... I get confused about every time. You know when um, at the end, uh, well, near the end of the episode, um, David Brent's about to fire Dawn. Yes. And then makes out like it's a joke. Mm -hmm. Was it always meant to be a joke from the get-go? Yeah, it it was. It was, yeah. It was? Mm -hmm. That was the whole point. He he got that that new guy and then go like, hey, I'm going to do a bit of a prank on her. Yeah, because it's far more blatant a joke in the american one yeah yeah I mean. and then and um, I, I only just then clicked on that like i i always thought that he copped out of like i just must i must have just never paid attention the four times i've watched it and i was always like no oh, it was it was, al- it was always a joke yeah ah right okay and uh well there's, when we do compare the two but the one thing which really stands out is how, and, and he does this a lot, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, it is just how long he leaves things. To fester. To fester. Cringe and, fest, yeah. Yeah, it's horrific. There's one bit with the, uh, you know, they're the making like, um, you know, um, p- puns to do with like desserts. Mm-hmm. And he's like trying to think of one. And he's, he, every scene that he's in, even when he's speaking to the rest of the receptionist and makes jokes, it's just this long pause where he just can't think of yeah anything. he's because he's, like, he's, he's waiting he's or... waiting for a reaction to it or like the, for the conversation to carry on yeah he keeps putting yeah. in and then just getting nothing back he's like all right F- see fun- you later funny if happens with tim and with the uh because 
he's asking if um, Dawn wants to go go out for a drink with everyone, you know, uh-huh. Friday, and then her boyfriend comes in with like um, a black bin bag or something in it. Yeah. S- side note: it, Do we ever find out what's in the black bin bag? I'm sure the American one does. I'm sure they make a whole episode on this. Uh. I don't think they do. I've only seen the first three seasons of the US one. Right. I can imagine them doing an episode on us. Or like, what was in the bin bag? Oh, well, it was this all along. Oh, wow. Well, well, well there is that many episodes. So you know what possibly. I mean? Um, but I, I quite like just how awkward that was. I, I've been in so many situations like that when I'm yeah. with somebody and like you're trying your hardest to find something to say, even if it's something small and you just completely trip up with yourself. And it just keeps going. It is awkward, but it's Dawn's fiance, right? At this yes. point, yeah. Yeah. And um, but he's not like he's not an arsehole because it's obvious that no. Tim likes Dawn. It's obvious that they yeah. like each other, but she's you know she's engaged. But he's not a dickhead, is he? He's like it's sort of like oh, do you mind if we go for a drink with everybody? He's like no, no, it's just it's just head back, eh? You know, like it's the the way that he says it. It's just sort of like maybe like. A bit of carelessness to it, you know, I suppose. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, when you're in a relationship, you just don't feel like, you know, it's, like, outgoing as you were kind of thing. There's more, it's more innocent, you know? And um, it's just a better, a more interesting love triangle that way because then it's not, like, a villain in it, you know? It's just sort of, like... Yeah, he's not, like, like a douche, you know, biker or something. Exactly. Whereas in the US one, Pam's fiancé, he's more like, no, come on, like, no, let's go. You know, it's very yeah, like a bit more controlling, too blatant. You know, too too much of him being obviously a dickhead because you just think like, well, why would you? You know, you wouldn't be with him, whereas you would be with the Brit. Like you could potentially see that being a relationship in the British one. You know, yeah. Um, just makes more sense to me. Cool. Is there anything else you want to say on this UK one, or should we go to the US? Um. Well, no matter. W- it's just so important, isn't it? Because it like it, it redefined the genre. It really did. Oh, when, absolutely. When yeah. um, the the sort of live audience thing was really starting to get stale, even by then, mm. by two thousand, you know, there's only. But it, it was something different. Like this was all over the place when it first came out. Everyone was in love with it. Because mm-hmm. this, it, hap- this happens a lot through uh, like over the decades, where like a new genre of sitcom comes in funny enough um when i watched one division i think that amplified that how like every decade has their own brand of the sitcom yeah which i think is really cool yeah i know um i guess they have an episode that's a bit like the office but it's more like it's a bit like office modern family fucking they've got because it's got like the the mockumentary side of it with the talking heads isn't it like that's sort of where it went i suppose and it's been done a few times, especially in this country. People have done that a lot. There's another one just came out on Sky Comedy. Always Sky Comedy. They just they're like 15 years behind everything. Everything else. Um, and I'm just rambling now. Yeah, no. <laughs> U.S. Office. Cool. So, yep, we're going to U.S. Office. Yeah. So. Um, so this one came out in 2005 um, on four, NBC. Four years later, is that right? Four years later, yes. And it did nine seasons. Nine? I didn't know yes. it was that many. It went on for quite a while. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've got to say that like from the first three seasons that I've seen, 
it does get better when it starts doing its own thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Because um, two thirds of the script is like a carbon copy from the UK one. It's just been Americanized. Yeah, but it, it's yeah. like, well, it's like, it's like a brighter tone all around, isn't it? Like the opening title as well is even a giveaway. It's like, it's, it is genuinely cheerful without being ironic, you know? It like um, it, and it, it makes sense though, because America are like that. Americans are a bit more cheerful than British people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, um, um, maybe that's why Michael, like I said, like that's probably why Michael Scott is more endearing as a character, even though he is like equally as flawed as David Brent. He is, but you, you know, no, none of his co-workers are like absolutely cringing around him. Not, it's yeah. more like, oh, that's my boss. Well, he's a well, bit of a goofball. You know? I know that they do. They haven't been on the jokes because um, the the whole jelly scene thing happens in this exact like. It's note to note the same, isn't it? But they do bring it in at the end, which I yeah. think is is the one of the big differences. Mm-hmm. Is um is that reoccurring joke? Yeah, they're not. They don't alienate. Um, Michael Scott, whereas David Brent is like a and, proper well, loner in that it, office. It sets up the whole tone of how it's completely different. Because in the UK, one it ends on a kind of just quite pathetic note. Because it, it ends with David Brent saying, "Oh, you need to empower people," and like you know what I mean. And you think, God, he is so fucking pathetic. Yeah. And you know what? He's a bit of a twat. You know, he's trying his best, but he's just doesn't. He's not redeemable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a bit of a bit of an idiot who you just laugh at. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it's kind of like, you know, he is very delusional, but he he does mean he does mean well. And then, um, and then he gets that jelly with what you know, best boss, which I think was a really lovely moment at the end. It is, and there's there's a few really cool. there's a few times I can think where he does that. Where like he, there's there's an episode later that like almost broke my heart. Maybe it's just um, Steve Carell is. Pre- because he's Steve Carell is a brilliant actor. Very actually. good, yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Oh, he's, he's Oscar standard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's there's an episode later where he's like doing karaoke in a bar, and it's like for an office night out, and they're all like all the other punters in the bar are like taking the piss out of him and stuff, you know. Um, and but the, but then they all get up and sing with him, you know, to like kind of cheer him up, like the. Uh, the staff in the office, you know, even though they're like, they're sort of indifferent about him, they're, they're willing he's, to do um, that for he's, him. Well, he's, he's, he's even more, he's better looking. And there's one scene where he's... The all The all <laughs> yes. Um, there's even one, um, you know, in the scene, that's a carbon copy of the UK one where he's sitting up with the higher-ups, you know, talking about redundancy. Yep. Um, yep. Well, it's laying people off, isn't it? It's a mm-hmm. different term. And um, in, in that one, you could just... You could see he's, he's actually quite... He's not in good shape, but he, you know, he's, he's got a bit of a manliness about him. You know, mm-hmm. with rolled up sleeves. But Ricky Gervais is just this, like, pathetic slob. Just a little <laughs> blob of a man. I think I think they purposely um, actually make him look shorter on camera as well. Like, yeah, they're yeah. always... It's always like high whole, angle shots, you know, of them. They went the extra mile to make them as pathetic as yeah, possible. Yeah, they never, they never like empower, make them look empowered. And funny enough that you mentioned that scene, it's from a low angle as well. So he does, and he's in the middle of them. So he but does kind of look got, empowered. He's even got his um, sleeves rolled up, and he seems way more confident. Even though he's just making an ass of himself, he seems a bit more like oh, he's a bit of he's a bit of a goofball, but he's still got like a 
he's got you know he, he, you can tell he's the boss mm-hmm. you know with um david brens he could have just been a random worker who just he was acting the shirt yeah awkwardly acting- awkwardly grabs his tie all the time david brent as well yeah he's like oh i'm i'm in charge <laughs> yeah um i think that actually a lot of the american versions of the characters have a bit more going for them well, in, I, I, the, funny in enough, the pilot it, episode well um just an idea i thought I, I think it'd be good to actually compare the characters afterwards do you think we should go through a little who did it best oh even though it's even though it's completely unfair because they're both different things but should do should do that later on okay yeah okay so um with uh yeah so just to start with uh pam in this one um she, she's absolutely lovely the reception <laughs> the receptionist the receptionist yes yeah. yeah, she, she She's lovely, and even with Michael Scott, you know, coming up to her and doing the same, even though some of the dialogue's very similar to the UK one. <laughs> it's e- identical at points, yeah. Identical. She's she's even like, oh, well, you know, just, just a bit lovable and like, oh, he's a bit of a goofball. And like, She's, him, she's you know. given an introduction. She's one of the talking heads as well. She mm. mentions that she has a fiancé. She mentions that she's into illustration. That really doesn't come in until, like, the end of season one, I think. Um, right. with Dawn. Right, okay. You know, like, so, I guess you can argue it's not as important, you know, but, like, with the US show, if they really want to keep it going that long, they do kind of throw everything at the wall with all the characters, you know? It was, it, just... it, it, it was it was interesting because I felt like, when I was watching, I felt like they need to do their own thing. And I know they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a tone show, doesn't it? But in this episode, it just feels... I don't know. It felt like it needed to be its own thing. And I yeah. felt like they shouldn't have tried to copy the UK one. Yeah. But... And, and just keep the archetypes. It... Some of it didn't work. Weirdly enough that I said the the jelly scene, the stapler in the jelly in yeah. uh, the UK office doesn't fit. In, um, it feels more of an American prank, doesn't it? It does, but... Oh, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't speak... We didn't speak about the... Um, and Tim, you need the stapler when he when he goes out. I thought it was a great scene. Oh, when he throws just, it out the window. That's so British, though, isn't it? When he's just like, "Well, I've done it, right?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, what what if it kills somebody? It's like, well, it'll have your name on it. So <laughs> he goes, "Why would a mur- yeah? Why would a murderer put their name on a weapon?" I know that it, didn't happen in the American one. Funny um, what. Well, I, I guess we'll speak about Dwight because um, he, he's quite he's he's endearing as well. He's quite fun. And there's, there's more of a... Sh- Parks and Rec do this, where, like, even the the quote-unquote twatish characters are, are quite fun. You kind of enjoy just them twatting about. I, being... I know this is an unpopular opinion. Oh, go on. But I don't really care for Dwight, if I'm being mm. honest. See, um, He's a fan favourite, David. Yeah, I know, he's a fan favourite, but if The Office is supposed to be a window into our own reality, I suppose, or, like, a mirror of it, you know... It's like, I can't, I just cannot imagine anybody knowing a Dwight. You I know, know what I mean. Um, but then we're not American. No, we're not American, but we've, we've spent enough time there to know, surely. And I just, he's, well, like, so you compare, you know, the, the Gareth being in the TA. For, like, for those who don't know, that's the, yeah. that's the part-time army, the territorial, territorial army. army yeah. So you do it part-time. Um, and... I suppose that would make sense that a lot of them would take it very seriously and say like, 
Well, I was in the TA. I'm a trained soldier and all that, you know? Yeah, yeah, make a um, thing of it. Even, yeah, even though it's a part-time thing. The yeah. Reserve Army. Yeah. But then what What does Dwight do? He's a, he's a sheriff. He's an assistant. He's a, like a volunteer sheriff on the weekends, you know? Um, and I suppose... The, 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 that's more badass, isn't it? The, the kind of... Um, they the make Dwight more capable. Like, he, he does talk a lot of up his own arse, but there's times where he is actually like that. Yeah. Like you, you can imagine him actually kn- knowing how to build a bomb, for instance. Yeah. You can imagine him doing that, but with the other guy, you just couldn't. Yeah, and that, that that's the stuff that I, I kind of have a problem with. Even though he does get entertaining to watch at times, he's just... He completely There's takes me like out... him. It just yeah. completely takes me out of the reality of it, you know? Like, um, say, for example... Um, Parks and Rec is set in a fictional town. So you can kind of like, yeah, yeah, it, and I know that Ron Swanson is kind of based off the character, the actor that plays him, Nick Offerman Mm. at points, you know, but there's nobody really like him. And that's why it's actually really funny. Oh God, there is. Well, he's based on a real person, but he's not like, there's loads of people like him. Oh, don't get me wrong. he's, He's exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah, he's exaggerated. You know, a full-blown libertarian. Yeah. Oh Christ. yeah, no. Well, yeah. um, a little, a little thing is when they were writing the show, they went around real, real small, small governments, local government mm, places, yeah. and um, they wrote Ron Swanson in because they actually met a guy that uh, was a libertarian that worked for the government, and they just thought that was hilarious. Th- that's just a funny concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why would you? Why would you work for the local government if you'd like hate the idea like of that. government? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess the difference here that the, there's there's no there's no character that has a kind of a shtick like that. That's why people love Ron Swanson. Just the idea that a libertarian who hates the government works for the government is is a really funny concept. Yeah. There's there's nothing like that here. I can't think of a but, character who who absolutely just adores selling paper, for instance. I don't know. Dwight. Not, Dwight is like. Mm, I mean, Dwight's willing to put the work in to go up the ranks, isn't he? Like, yeah. And that, I mean, Gareth is as well. Gareth is like, they're. I mean, of course, they're the same fucking character, but um, it's everything else about Dwight that I just think he's too silly of a character. Maybe a necessity, <coughs> but I would have. I just don't get why he's the fan favorite. I must. I've just the, the, be, the, be honest. I didn't even find it that funny when he got pranked on. He didn't. He doesn't seem. I know. He, I know that there's loads of clips on YouTube of him getting pranked in this show. Yeah, I know, but, but it's, I, I, it gets, I never once kind of go like, "Oh, he's been duped or anything." It's more just like, "Oh, right." So it gets it gets more and more over the top. Even then, like his reaction to it, like, "Oh, come on!" Like it's all. It's sort of like doesn't fit his character. Whereas Gareth yeah, sort of like he gets he gets he, he does get bullied at times. You kind of feel like, "Oh, that's a bit," you know. Hmm. But even then, the, bit, even though he's a bit of a twat, you feel like, oh god, even um, even Tim's gone a bit too far here. It's like a bit, however, oh, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's more realistic because people, even nice every men, sometimes act like a bit of a twat mm-hmm. and take pranks too far or don't respect people, you know. And it's realistic because people are like that in, a, in an office environment. Yeah, yeah. But of the, course. The, the the US one is just a bunch of quirky characters doing things. Yeah, totally. But. Is that accurate of America? Like, but maybe Americans are just like that. <laughs> don't there are slight exaggerations? Actually, I don't know. The British ones really, you know, is, is you know, 
Yeah, I, I, they're, they're pretty much down to a T, aren't they? You can imagine that's exactly how people would go on. Well, I'll give you an example. It's, it's almost pointless to compare Tim and Jim, <laughs> which is, yeah, I don't know why they bothered changing Tim to Jim, but... Um, I think that's funny in itself, though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what's his name, the guy that... Uh, John Krasinski, is that his name? Yeah, I think, yeah. He's the guy from A Quiet Place, right? Yes, and he's he's kind of funny enough done a done a Chris Pratt turned into a goof, lovable goofball and went all like Hollywood leading man. Yeah, well, it's that kind of show, isn't it? It's yeah. like the mockumentary thing. I don't know. Yeah, any but um, I think they're almost the exact same character, apart from um, yeah. I think Jim is more willing to like stay within the business and think and like move up the ranks where as Tim in the UK one really kind of really doesn't want to be there and he's looking for any opportunity to get out whereas I don't think Jim is like that and maybe that's the difference in American culture where they're they're more um aspirational yeah yeah maybe like more content yeah yeah more content with where they are in life as well possibly yeah and I've met loads of people like Jim mm-hmm. as well. And and same with Pam. I think they're the two ones that are like real people. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, that but that that's the whole point with the British one as well, isn't it? Tim and Dawn. Like yeah, but everyone in, everyone in that show is, you know. You, you, real, you, yeah. Everyone's real in that. <laughs> yeah, even David Brand, Christ. I know. Yeah. Um, but Dwight's not. I'm I'm just gonna no. put it out there. He's not. But people, you know, it, it's American crack, so people like the the silly characters. Yeah, I know. And it, and it makes and it makes good YouTube clips. What? I did like the um, I did like the Hitler joke. I don't know why. Well, it's because the temp is Jewish. Was he? I, I didn't. I didn't click onto that. Well, I only know that because he's in um, he's in Inglorious Bastards, isn't he? And he's in he's one of the. Uh, Doesn't make him Jewish though. Yeah, but he he's. He is Jewish. Oh, he, he is in real life. Okay. Yeah, but he's part of um, what's he called, man? Uh, well, yeah, he's part of the bastards, and they're they're all Jewish. That's the crack, isn't it? He like he ha- right. But, he goes Brad, like, but, but but Brad Pitt isn't Jewish. Yeah, no, but he wants it Jewish American soldiers. You've seen I the film. I'm sure, but I'm talking about the actor. Yeah, no, but the actors Jewish because they're all Jewish. The actors who play. But, but Brad Pitt isn't. Yeah, no, but he's not Jewish. He hires Jewish. No, he is Jewish. Who? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt in, is Jewish. No, no, no. No, his character in Glorious Bastards. Really? Yeah. Part of a Jewish platoon. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, the rest... I, 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 I don't think Eli Roth is either. Eli Roth isn't Jewish. I don't... I'm, I'm probably complete. I'm, I'm, I'm probably certain I'm completely wrong, but I, I, I'm not sure if he is. I mean, it's hard to tell, isn't it? It's not that you can tell by... Uh... That's the stupid thing about anti-Semitism, isn't it? Like, <laughs> so what, what? What trait? What trait don't you like about a Jewish person? They don't, they don't have a trait. Do you know what I mean? E- e- like, um, e- Eli Roth is actually Jewish, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. I'd like anyway. A- anyway, that, that's what made that's what made point. it. He he is Jewish. That's what makes it more inappropriate. The fact that he's doing the Hitler thing, Michael Scott. Yeah, I guess so, but. <sighs> Would would that be offensive though? Because you're making fun of a dictator. Well, 
Oh, do you think it's just one of the, it's just it's just adding fuel to it? He's trying to make it entertaining, isn't it? But it is inappropriate if you're in an office introducing somebody. You don't know, you don't do stuff like that when you're just meeting somebody. No, no, you don't. And um, bit of dark humor. Well, all he does is like, oh look, I'm Hitler. Well, <laughs> I'm not trying to defend him here, by the way. Yeah. I, I'm just saying I like that moment because it's just it's it's really out of place. Yeah, yeah, he's um. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But the the temp is Jewish, and that's what, that's what I thought was making it funny. Was right. that, oh, well, like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And because the, the equivalent is when he's got the temp in the UK uh, one, he has, you know, the guy that's um, like from like the Mid- Middle Eastern descent. And uh, oh, he yeah, says, oh, yeah. he does the sick uh, Ali G impression. And he's like, oh, it's not me. He's like, well, what? And he goes, and then he stupidly, he stupidly says, oh, yeah, it's the other one. And then just makes the whole thing, like, really, really awkward. It's mm. the, like, that's, it's the equivalent of that, isn't it, in this? Yeah. That, yeah. That's what. But that, God, you know, that I think about that's horrendous, isn't it? The one in the yeah. British thing. <laughs> God. I know. Dreadful. Dreadful. Um, uh, right. I've got... Well, do you want to go through the characters now, then? Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing I will say, because we, 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 we've kind of been comparing them anyways, haven't we? Mm-hmm. The, the, the other comparison is, you know, when in the UK one, how they they leave things to go on way too long. In this one, they do completely the opposite. Yeah, the snap there's, edit there's, really quick. There's yeah. no moments where I'm kind of cringing. They could, there's opportunities to, but they, they just cut away straight away before it gets, like, really awkward. Mm-hmm. Which I think I'm not a fan of. I didn't mind it. It would have been, it, it, it been way funnier if it just just left people just to. Yeah, well, it goes. I suppose it's got more. And and, and the whole and, and the whole um and the Pam scene where she's, you know, being duped into getting fired. Mm-hmm. She um she calls him a jerk. Maybe in America that's a powerful word. I don't know. Jerk. But I, I find that just really like, oh, is that an insult, really? Yeah, I know. Because she calls, um, Dawn What's calls David Brent a wanker. Yeah, but it, it, it feels, says, more, you're, a sad, it feels... you're a sad little man. <laughs> yeah. I feel that's way, that, that, that could steep that line, doesn't it? You're a sad little man rather than, you're such a jerk. But again, it's because Michael Scott is more likable than David Brent. Yeah, it's in in the in the US one. It's just oh, it's just a little weird. Oh God, he went a bit too far there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean it's not that they actively want to hang out with him and stuff like that, but he he does but, he does go out of his way to try and help his staff. Yes, Michael Scott, but, whereas David Brent. But, but in the David Brent in that scene, David Brent, it goes on for way way too long. There's even a shot where like a top down of them all, and it just goes on. I know, on and it's horrendous. Yeah, horrific. Yeah, <laughs> it is a good camera. It is a good shot that. It sort of like puts the weight of it, the whole situation on it on the it scene. Felt, I felt absolutely violated by it. I was yeah. just like, oh god. Um I Yeah, but it's still I actually think it's um if it was as dark as that in the American one it wouldn't work. Or it wouldn't have worked at the time in two thousand five. Anyway. I think it's just a cultural thing. Yeah. You, you don't get many... I can't really think of a, a really dark sh- comedy show in the US. 
you, you know, p- people say it was sunny, but even that's like shenanigans, isn't it? Yeah. Tonally, yeah, it is still shenanigans. No matter like, how miserable things get for them, they're always like someone laughing at it. It's not depressing at any point, is it, really? Um, no. Yeah. No, you're right. Or maybe that's just Ricky Gervais's brand of humour. Hmm. No, there's not many I th- British shows that are like that when you think about it. Well, no, I think a lot of British sitcoms are all like depression, you know? Like, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, let's take, let's just take a completely random one. Uh, like Faulty Towers, for example, right. you know, like Basil Faulty, which is uh, John Cleese. It's, yeah. um, you know, he desperately wants to try and make this hotel work, but he hates, he hates it. He hates his staff. He always argues with his wife and um, he was like the corner and just everything just goes wrong for him at any point and he snaps at everybody and it's just misery and he's never going to escape from it. You know that even when the show ends, that is going to be his life until he dies. And that's the same with every British sitcom pretty much, pre the year 2000 anyway. There's no progression in the cast. They are stuck where they are. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, they're all like that. I mean, fucking all the young ones. I don't know if you've seen that. They all, they no. all die. They all die in the end. Oh, do they? Yeah, they, they all, they all die in the last episode. Oh God! Right. Um, they uh, they drive a London bus off a um, off a. Yeah, actually, come to, come to think of it, um, like Fresh Meat, which is quite a recent one. Even that has some really just like I wouldn't say dark, like depressing moments, but just really like just awkward, just ugh. You just you feel minging watching it. Yeah, in well, a good way. Fresh meat's halfway between in between us and uh, skins. Basically. Yeah, I know what you mean. But um, it's but it's good for it. I like I like it. No, no, I like it as well. Um. But well, here's here's the one. Who do you? I mean, because uh, who do you prefer as a character overall, David Brent or Michael Scott? David Brent. I think I prefer Michael Scott, you know. Ooh, okay. and I'm we not, have, I'm not just, and I'm different. not just saying that. I think it's more that like what I. The UK office is a better show. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Sugarcoat it. Yeah, it just is a better show all around. But it's it, but it is actually too real for me. I've been too burned by. Yeah, it's it's. I, I think it's personal preference. If I think if you want a nice little light-hearted. Oh, what's it like in a quirky office than the US one? But if you want a dark and depressing reality <laughs> of what it is, then the UK is the one for you. The, U- the, the US know, office I, makes me happy to go to, go to work, uh, whereas the yeah, U- yeah. whereas the UK one makes me want to like gouge my own eyes out. Just want to take the day off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like the um yeah. So with m- ah, I feel like David Brent is David Brent is way 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 more interesting as a character. He does get I, that later. Yeah. I was, um, well, just off this episode, I felt like I was constantly analysing him and he's just, he's fascinating. And the way he's portrayed is just, and Michael Scott to me is just, hey, it's just another day on the job, a goofball, hey. But um, you, you get you get a lot of insecurities. I know Michael Scott is as well, but David yeah, Brent is just... I See, I think Michael Scott comes across, well, he equally as insecure, but like, the... The fact that he tries and fails to um, sort of keep everybody happy around him, like, really gets to him more than it does to David Brent, you know? Um, I think Michael Scott's more interesting in that way. 
because because of that, you know? I disagree. I think I think David Brent I think it's just the way we show emotions culturally. We are more subtle as a nation, for yeah, sure. I feel like David Brent is like hiding so much baggage and it's fascinating to watch him. Just tr- I don't know. I just just in this episode alone, uh, I haven't watched much of the U.S. Office because I'm not really a big fan of it. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. I just I just wasn't I wasn't bothered by him really. Even though he's a fun character and you know cool, but there's something just fascinating about David Brent. Even when I, I you know I even went to see the um, the David Brent film. What was it like? Really good. Really. Yeah. I'm always surprised when I hear that about Ricky Gervais, but I always like them. I do always like them. Like, The Invention of Lion, even though it's, like, basically propaganda for atheism. Like, um, <laughs> it's... Propaganda. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> propaganda for nothing. Yeah, I know. Propaganda, yeah. It, like, um, it is basically just for religious people to go, look how fucking stupid you're like. That's, But that's Ricky Gervais in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, he's, he's, kind of gotten, he's kind of gotten, like... He's gotten even worse in the past few years, hasn't he? He's, yeah. um... Because you know we're, we're, we've all we've all been through the phase, haven't we? You know, like w- w- watching Richard Dawkins speeches and sh- shit like that, and going like, "Yeah, rich people are stupid." And then as you get older, you realise, well, you just need to let people just just crack on. Really, we, we all have ridiculous beliefs. You know, people are just trying to find meaning in this world. But Ricky Gervais, who's in his fifties, oh, I think he might be sixty now. Christ, is um is still do is still acting a little bit like uh, you know a nineteen year old who's just discovered that there mightn't be a god. Yeah. And going around on talk shows saying how stupid you are for believing in God. Yeah, Richard Dalt- Richard Dawkins is like that as well. You know, everybody's flawed in their own way. Like, yeah, but I, I guess Richard Dawkins is slightly different because he's he's doing it from a completely scientific point of view. Yeah, I know, I know. Did you hear yeah, about? And, and, that's, and that's his shtick. He's not he's not blaming people for. It. He's just going like, well, if we're going to argue over, it, I'm going to bring pure science into it. Yeah, he's got himself in trouble for yeah, that. You're a right, though. Couple of yeah. times. Did you hear about his comment? Oh, actually, <laughs> I better not. Okay. I better not. Um, but Richard Dawkins is a bit, yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> don't believe everything that man says. That's all I'm going to say. Really? Why? Do we really want me to tell you? Why is it? How's it bad? Did you hear? Um, he. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but this is this is generally what he said. Someone asked him on Twitter what they should do if they find out that um you know the if your child has a down syndrome right and he just flat out was just like abort it it'd be cruel to bring him in the world okay get it gone and um yeah he fucked off so many people but he stuck by that uh for like three years that like opinion you know and that's like something that is beyond our peer grade to talk about whether that's yeah, a good thing or a bad thing. But um, well, you, you know, I, I, Einstein was a massive racist, you know. So oh yeah, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Uh, obviously, it's it's a bit too deep for us to discuss about, <laughs> and, and we and we have we, we have no university degree in economics or political theory to even or anything cultural to even have an opinion on it i think yeah m- music technology for me <laughs> don't ask me <laughs> <laughs> filmmaking for me um 
Anyway, Gareth. Anyways, where were Gareth, we? Gareth, Christ, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gareth or Dwight? What a tangent! What a tangent, David. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. It's just it's just my like because he just he I must I must talk about Richard Dalton's a lot and he just pops up on my Facebook a lot. But um, yeah, do you like uh, Gareth or Dwight more as a character? Oh, oh, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Totally. Dwight. Uh, I don't get the hype. With him, to be honest, I just don't get it. I, I completely get it. He's the um, he's the Andy Dreyer of this show. Who's that? Um, Chris Pratt's character. Oh yeah, God, sorry. Parks and Rec. <laughs> obviously, they're, obviously, the completely different characters. Don't get me wrong, but they, they serve the same role. Um, side character who who's a bit of a fan favorite because they're absolute shenanigans. Well, I don't, I don't know. Dwight's Dwight's kind of he's kind of half of him and half of Ron Swanson at the same time. Yeah, that's a good observation. Because he does have the ability to do all these, you know, like he actually can put his money where his mouth is. Whereas uh, Gareth is just fucking full of shit, you know. And yeah, do and I, I've I've met loads of Gareths. Yeah, he's utterly pathetic. Pathetic and trying as hard as to be, you know, hard as nails. Um, P- Pam O'Dawn. Hmm. Off the first episode, Pam. The Pam, I, I agree. The um, but overall, Dawn, bless her. The, then again, I I she did crack me up whenever, like I said before, there's loads of little shots where like she's just doing her work, and then, then, you know, f- from like stage right, you know, he, he slithers in. Yeah, and I know. Like, hey, and you can just see in her face how fucked off she is, and then that last scene is is so powerful. Just how absolutely fucked off she is. No, well, it's just, I, I guess it is, it's sort of like, um, what is it? There's a Pink Floyd line, isn't there? Like, hanging on in quiet desperation is the English yeah. way. Mm. And that is, that is dawning, really, in that show, because, like, she really never gets to express her feelings throughout the whole no. thing and is... You don't know what she's about. Blatantly miserable, but you don't know. Yeah, you, you can't. Why? You can't really put your finger on her. Yeah. But with Pam, you kind of know exactly who she is, and she's good. Like I, I, I like watching. I like her as a character. Yeah. Maybe because she brings a little bit of hope in such a desolate world, David. But they but all, they all do they in the American do, one. They're yeah, not even yeah. fucking miserable, are they? It's just like they're, they're just great sort time. Of, yeah. Just party every day in that office. There's a fucking. I mean, I haven't seen the episode, but there's you know the scene where they're all doing parkour in the office. Right, and I just thought, right, well, I'm gonna switch off whenever I get to that episode because that's probably imagine, when. The... Imagine the UK office doing that. No, you can't. You have um. You, do, yeah. you get you get uh, David Brent doing the stupid dance at Christmas. You know, the yeah. Fucking... <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm doing the dance. There's no camera on me, <laughs> but I'm doing it now. Um, j- j- just so people are aware, we, we, we do. You know, masses amount of hand movements while doing the show. We're, we're constantly doing it. I don't think you realise. No. I, I nearly, I nearly broke my uh, monitor. You know, explaining, t- talking about how big, big my talk singing fish was. Really? So no. Sorry. Listen to the podcast. So. Uh, Tim or Jim? <gasps> do you even know which one's which? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do actually. Okay. Uh, I'm feeling Jim. I don't I, know why. I, I, it's, it's a tough one though. <laughs> I honestly don't think it matters. I don't even know why I mentioned it. They're the same. They're the same character. Yeah. yeah. 
they are the same at this stage in the game anyway so um but if you had to pick one or the other well here's the thing stupid question but would you recommend the uk office from the first episode yes massively all right yeah of course it's a it's a very strong pilot would you would you like recommend scary, the us scary. one from the first episode me no no not nah. at all nah i think it's crap wow hmm i disagree and I, I and I only carried on watching because everyone says how amazing it was, and I I think I lasted about maybe a season and a half, and I just couldn't be arsed with it. I get you. Michael Scott leaves at some point. Steve Carell like, actually like, leaves. Maybe eighth season or something. Probably, probably. After, you know, in the twenty-two episode run. Yeah, but um. I like I don't ever find myself in a mood to watch the UK office you know it's almost like despite how brilliant it is it's almost like a chore to me to I disagree watch. I even watching it this morning I was like oh I want to carry on really maybe I love being miserable David maybe that's it yeah I don't know I just I I'm, I feel I feel compelled to keep going I, but I, the US one, I was just like, yep, yeah, cool. That's, I, it, was, it was a chore watching it. I was mm. like watching it thinking, yep, yeah, cool. When is it ending? I was even checking when it was going to end. It's, it's like five minutes shorter as well, isn't it? it? Ten minutes, actually. It's ten minutes shorter than the first episode. It episodes. is, yeah. Wow. It's 20 minutes. The UK one's 30 minutes. Wow. We're yeah. 29 to, to, to be that guy, but yeah. Um, But I, th- I, I just think they're for different moods, even though they're the same name and yeah. everything. No, I, I agree. Um. And even though I've complained about Dwight, uh, the US office is more for, like, escapism, even though it's supposed to be a representation of what people... Maybe yeah. maybe that is from a British perspective. Because, obviously, I, I, when are we ever going to work in a US office? It's nice. not going to happen. I would love if there was a UK version of Friends. There is. Is there? Yeah, it's called Chums. <laughs> oh, oh yeah okay fair enough fair <laughs> enough dip fair enough smtv live <laughs> yeah classic <laughs> it's better than friends it's mint um, it's, actually, it's, it's actually funny as well yeah there you go oh. <laughs> Oi. <Hi-oh. Yeah. laughs> look, look, look how quirky i'm david i don't like friends wait check me out i don't think anybody um, does anymore <laughs> you know funny enough actually i don't know anyone who likes friends <laughs> And yeah, maybe, ev- maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody's seen thing. it. It was like it was just constantly yeah. on. E- it was constantly on E4. I watched it loads. Yeah, yeah. It was constantly on E4. I think I've watched it through about four times. My sister always used to come in from school, and uh, it was always on in the morning for me. Yeah, mm. before I went to school, oh, I just I, watched it because it was on. Yeah, it was one of them. I didn't get up that early because I lived right next to the school, so I had to watch Everybody Loves Feckin' Raymond <laughs> after. <laughs> We're going to review that one, dear. It'll get to that, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll start scraping the bottom of the barrel. We'll run out of ideas. Do we'll be doing? Cool. Is there anything else you want to say before we do IMDb? Shabang. Oh, my God. I forgot about the IMDb thing. Um, no, but I'd re- I, I would recommend both. I like... I actually would. Um, but I, I think overall, regardless of the mood you're in, I'd pick the US office. Don't hate me. Oh. Don't hate me. 
I've just been burned too much. It's like it hits too close to home for me. The UK one. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it is a better yeah. show. It is a better show. Okay. Uh, no, I I think that's fair. You, you know, know the, the, sh- there's a lot of stuff that I think is ama- amazing. Yeah, look, I, I, like, I don't personally want to watch it. <laughs> Schindler's List is better than Ace Ventura, but you wouldn't watch fucking right. Schindler's List uh, after you've just snorted a gram of cocaine the night before. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's, it's different. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible analogy, but yeah. Go on then. IMDb ratings. Okay. What What do you think the UK one is overall? Really high. Eight point eight. I'm going eight point. Nine. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> it's actually eight point nine. <laughs> Fuck. Fair enough. First um, episode. Oh no, I'm wrong. Well, I, I clicked the US one. The US one is eight point nine. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna get eight point nine as well for the UK one. All right. Let's go. I'm gonna go higher nine. Cheers, oh, God. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I've done this stupid thing where the, the you know I, I clicked on both the shows that could have the same name. Two seconds. Um. Okay, two thousand one, right? Eight point five. So maybe more people think like me than hey, you know. I know. Well, sad, hey. a sad, what a sad world we live in. <laughs> Man of the but, people, um, me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I like the most generic things, me. <laughs> um, no, I don't. What's the... Um... I seem to be the only person in the world that's watched Tales from the Loop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, every time I bring up Tales from the Loop, whoever, like, all the people that go back and listen, thank you, because it's a great show, and it's one of our better episodes. So go back... I think, and... only, I think only two people have listened to that one. But, um... What, Tales from the Loop? Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. It's not cool. true. So what's... Um, what do you think see episode one is for the UK one? Uh, 8.3 7.8 it's actually the lowest one of the whole thing wow um, the US one which I think is interesting because I think it's an amazing pilot Just mm. it, it just shows you um, boys and girls how good of a show it is um, let's have a look what, what, what do you think I think it's higher because of everything I've said <laughs> yeah Um. it's oh okay it's 7.5 it's lower oh <laughs> yeah boy fair enough um fair enough it is a carbon copy just in an american way yeah pretty much uh yes so i i, I guess i guess there's a draw for our first episode why <laughs> well because we we both picked different Ones. Yeah, true. So, by by definition, <laughs> yeah, no, good point. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at maths, me. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be shit at it. Yeah, no, I know. I um, I know. I'm not. I'm not really not doing that just to be awkward. Like, there's no question that, like I said, the UK office is way better, and it was first. You can never take that away from it, and it is mm. better. Sure, it doesn't go on for too long. It doesn't jump the shark anything like that arguably the film does but that doesn't count it's got a different name and um yeah but the u.s office makes you feel better the the uk one does not make me feel better (laughs) not at all 
Yeah, I know what you mean, but I, I just feel nothing, which makes me even worse. It, I'd, it, I'd rather feel something. One criticism. You know how, you, 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 well, you know how um, you know if you're like very depressed. Yeah. And that depression is usually because you don't feel anything either way for anything. That's yep. how I feel about the US office. At least with the UK one, it makes me feel miserable, but at least I feel something. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. It's the I th- the UK one is made with more effort as well. It actually looks like a mockumentary. It looks like a documentary, whereas yeah, the, 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 the US the, office they don't even fucking try to make it look like a documentary. And the office looks better as well. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. mind working there, actually, dude. It seems like a seems like a barrel of laughs. Mm, yeah. So yeah, yeah is, is there anything anything else you want to say? No, 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 no. Cool. So, so that was the first uh, UK versus US one. If you have any other um, shows that were originally made in the UK and then translated to US one, or vice versa, which I can't think of anything off the top of my head, then give us a shout. Uh, you can give us an email at don'tblamethepilot at gmail.com. You can send us a voice message on Anchor and we're on Instagram. Still not Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so yeah, just, just send us anything and we, we literally will we'll, we'll read everything out. Uh, and yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. Yeah, take it easy, everybody. Have a great week. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.